0: running up the score. You are listening to The Running Up The Score podcast. Now here's your host, Jerry Napoleonello. Ooh, brand new intro. Got to love it. Run it, little TJ. Yes, sir. Here we go. So, we got a lot to get into. We have the playoffs at our hands here. Wild Card Weekend coming up this week. I mean, it's so hard to not love Wild Card Weekend and Divisional Weekend. I mean, it's it doesn't get better than that. In this show, we will get to the QB carousel where we think some of these free agent quarterbacks are going to go who might be leaving their team etc we also have a head coaching carousel we had some black monday uh news although i don't know they don't like yeah you know, it's this new you know soft culture That we live in now, we don't want to say Black Monday anymore because, you know, you're putting a label to people losing their job. I don't give a crap. You get paid that much. If you suck at your job, you deserve to be fired. And that goes for anything in the world. If you suck at your job, you need to get fired. That's what happens. It doesn't matter if it's the NFL or you're working at McDonald's. Okay. Um, And then, you know, some of these uh, teams that are needing head coaches. What's the sexiest jobs? What's the least sexiest jobs? So we'll talk about that as well. Um, The NFL has also come out with the opponents list. uh, Who will be playing who next season obviously the schedule is not out that won't be out until i think after the draft or right before the draft whatever it is you know there's a lot of talk of you know the nfl being scripted i want to get into that uh as i said the nfl playoffs are set so we're going to get into some of those matchups a prominent uh Big name in an organization who is, on, you know, basically he's a radio show host now. Um, He got fired over something that I want to get into in the Cleveland Brown organization. The draft picks from picks 1 to 18 are set. So we'll discuss maybe some predictions there. And then, you know, we got release week for the hobby. So we're going to talk about that. And then I'm going to get into the playoff matchups and how uh, there's a possible change or not a change, whatever it is, by some of these players, uh, some of these prominent hobby players uh, with those teams. So let's get right into it. Let's start with the the QB carousel. So, you know, heading into wildcard weekend, we have questions about some of these players. Obviously, some of them are free agent, others are not. So, right away, we have to get into Tom Brady, okay? Heading into, you know, week 15, 16, I mean, we were expecting the Bucs not to make the playoffs, or at least the possibility is very high for the Bucks not to make the playoffs. Unfortunately, they did make the playoffs, at least for me, being um, a Cowboys fan. uh, But, you know, there's still talks. Will he come back? Will he retire? Will he stay with the Bucks? There, it, it, There's really... It, it's kind of tough getting into Tom Brady because you never know what you're going to get with him. We thought he rode off into the sunset, and that was it. He ended up coming back. Hello. Tom Brady's back. Okay. And, you know, th- they struggled all year long. So going by Tom Brady, and, and to be honest with you, the guy led in passing for, I, I, I have to see the stats. I don't know if he still did, um, but I know going into like the last two weeks, he was leading in passing. You know, they have no run game whatsoever. So that makes sense. I mean, the guy threw, I think, like five interceptions all year. So like Tom Brady is still playing at a high level. So do I think that this guy could come back? Yeah. And with some of the, the teams that could be eyeing him, they're actually pretty decent teams. You know, we talk about Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to look at that team and say, "Wow, they struggled that much," but they did. They're they're kind of getting old too, so it makes sense. But when you look at the teams that are possible suitors for him, Miami. So one of the biggest things with Tom Brady and Tampa Tampa Bay basically was that he liked to be so close to his son who lives in New York. So he was able to make it easy trip from Florida to New York and back and forth, whatever. So Miami is definitely a team to look at because, I mean, look at the team. You know, Miami's in limbo with Tua. You know, the guy, you know, is constantly getting concussions. So he needs to kind of look at his health, first off. But also, that team. I mean, look at the offense. Could you imagine Tom Brady going to that team and throwing to Tyreek Hill? And Jalen Waddle. And then Mike Gesicki, And he we know how much Tom Brady loves his tight ends. So I mean that's definitely a hot spot. And it's not he really doesn't have to move far. Las Vegas. Las Vegas, another offense that wow. Could you imagine Tom Brady throwing to Devontae Adams? Darren Waller. A running game with Josh Jacobs. That's another team that, I mean, even going into the season, we thought Oakland, oh, Oakland, wow. We thought Vegas was going to, you know, really give the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Broncos a run for their money. They were going to be a very good number four team in that division. That division did not pan out the way everybody thought it was because Denver was horrible. Vegas was inconsistent like usual. And now they're moving on from Derek Carr. Derek Carr said his goodbyes. So Las Vegas needs a quarterback. Then you have New England. Now, New England, out of the the four teams, Miami, Vegas, Tampa Bay, and New England, New England probably has the worst offense. I think uh, the run game is good. You know, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. I think that's, you know, and obviously putting Belichick and and Tom Brady back together. So there's questions around Tom Brady. Will he retire? Will he go to Miami? Will he go to Vegas? Will he go to Tampa Bay? Whatever it is, it's going to be interesting. Um, My... So the way I look at it, okay, we look at Tampa Bay. We look at that division. That division, we already know. I mean, look at what Tampa Bay did this year and still ended up winning a division. I mean, that's that's how bad that division is. Miami. Now obviously has the Buffalo Bills in that division and Buffalo is a top three team in the league. Yes, we understand that. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, there was a a point in time where we thought maybe Miami would win that division. That's how well that offense was playing. We were talking about the Dolphins having one of the best, if not the best offense in the league at one point. Tua was playing at a high level. Tyreek playing at the, the level that he always plays at. Jalen Waddle playing awesome. Mike Gasicki being Mike Gasicki. So that team we were talking about might have knocked off the Buffalo Bills, because the Buffalo Bills had a struggle at, at one point in that you know during the season. So, you know, altogether, Miami is uh relatively Sexy spot for Tom Brady. Tampa Bay, yeah. Again, going to a bad division. So, yeah, you're probably going to see the playoffs no matter how bad you guys play. Miami, you know, you have to deal with the Jets. The Jets, uh, I mean, they're having quarterback issues as well. Who's going to be their quarterback next year? We don't know. Like, we have no idea what's going to happen with Zach Wilson. We'll get get into him too. But altogether, Miami... uh, You know, in terms of competition, okay, I'll rank it Tampa Bay, Miami, Vegas, New England. That's how I rank the teams that are vying for for Tom Brady. Uh, Tampa Bay, obviously, because of the division, and it's an easy, somewhat road to you know, a playoff spot, at least, you know, especially being in the NFC, the NFC was a little weaker this year than the AFC, but Miami, Miami overall with the the weapons, the sexiest, Vegas, I, I mean, it just comes down to wanting to play, you know, but again, th- this team is a, another team, and, and, you know, he played... He played under Josh uh, McDaniels, so there, there's a connection there. But they're they're just in so much limbo. Nobody's no nobody knows what's going on. You know, Derek Carr saying his goodbyes. Who knows what's going to happen with Josh McDaniels? Doesn't seem like any of the fans like him. Uh, you know, it, it's. I think to be honest with you, Miami would be the best fit. Well, not not the best fit, but the best place. For Tom Brady to go to. I know a lot of people think the Raiders. But, you know, that's just... Aaron Rodgers. What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? We don't know. Because, you know, we watched that game Sunday night. And, you know, obviously Green Bay loses to Detroit. Unfortunately... Detroit was knocked out of the playoffs prior to that game. You know, they were that Cinderella story. Everybody wanted to see Dan Campbell and that team make it to the playoffs because they were just a likable team this year. They they really were. That's That's what it comes down to with Detroit. But Aaron Rodgers loses that game. And there was a couple of telltale signs during this. Uh, Well at least at the end of the game You know Jameson Williams comes up to him Asking for his, his jersey Aaron Rodgers says no You know I'll send you another one I want to keep this one That's one you know sign Uh, The other sign you know Walking up the tunnel with Randall Cobb Arm over him You know this and that You know whether it's Aaron Rodgers just being Aaron Rodgers And, and just trying to be that um, I don't want to say annoying, but that 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 person that just likes to mess around with the media, which I have no problem with. I, I actually love watching it because he likes to mess with with the media. Whether it's that and you know, he ends up coming back to Green Bay or you know, stays in the league, but moves on to another team. Or he actually does retire. It's going to be interesting. Now. Las Vegas is a team. That's interesting to me. Mainly because. One of the main reasons. Why Devontae Adams. Went to. Las Vegas. Was because of Derek Carr. They were. Teammates in college. And they're actually really close friends. So. That is why I'm I'm very interested in this, and we can obviously say, arguably, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league. So just him himself makes the Raiders' quarterback opening sexy. That's that. That's really. I mean, who wouldn't want to throw to Devontae Adams? So whether it's Tom Brady, Aaron, and especially these two guys, two older guys at the end of their careers, you know, a chance to get to that point for their last chances. I mean, why wouldn't you want to throw to a guy like that? So that's why I have Las Vegas as a team for Tom Brady and and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, obviously his connection with Devontae Adams, there's literally no reason to even practice those two because they've just been literally one brain for the last however many years. So that's, I mean, I literally have Green Bay and I have Vegas or his retirement, and that's it. At least, best fits for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers could really go anywhere uh, that there's an opening, but, you know, he, he wants a chance. My, uh, the thing with Las Vegas, though, the only thing that my problem with Las Vegas is just their division. That's, that's my only thing when it comes to these older quarterbacks. Like, you know, do you want to go to an easier winning team or a team that you're going to have to face Patrick Mahomes twice a year and Justin Herbert twice a year? It's, it's hard. And even, I mean, depending on what's going on with Russell Wilson, uh, You know Talking about Wilson Zach Wilson You know there's There's talks You know the thing is With Derek Carr now Derek Carr Needs to be traded He's not a free agent He just signed a contract This offseason This past offseason So he still has I think Two more years on his contract Maybe three more years on his contract so he needs to be traded. So now that is where this comes into play. Now talking about Derek Carr and Zach Wilson, there's a potential, you know, trade there. Like hey, you know, we trade not one up, obviously I would never trade that. You know, Derek Carr would be a good spot or Derek Carr would be a good quarterback for the Jets, you know, you a younger offense. Uh, maybe add another weapon you know you get Brees Hall back next year Brees Hall before getting hurt I mean looked promising absolutely promising so this offense you know they need a little bit work on the, their offensive line you know hopefully uh, some of these guys could stay healthy they they always they're just constantly having issues with injuries on their offensive line you know we look at um we look at Wilson and Garrett Wilson and That's a stud right there So It's a you know it's a pretty Decent spot for Derek Carr you know you look At um, Robert Sala You know it's and they Moved on from their offensive coordinator but I Mean to me It was probably a good move because You're looking at a rookie Head coach and a rookie offensive coordinator It's not a good It's not a good mix. So a trade there isn't the possibility or the realm of happening because you're you're fitting both of those together. And I think, you know, just Zach Wilson. Listen, I think Zach Wilson could be a good quarterback, and I've said this over and over again. I think Zach Wilson could be a good quarterback just depending on what team he's playing for. The Jets just don't know how to move along a quarterback. It's just they just don't know how to groom one, and it's it's very weird. And they haven't been able to do that for a very long time. You know, they've gone through Mark Sanchez, they've gone through Geno Smith, now Zach Wilson. It's it's all like they can't. It's like they can't take a quarterback that's middle of the pack that you can tweak and make a good quarterback. They can't bring them to that point. So that's that's like the weird thing with the Jets. So if you get already a quarterback that's you know a veteran like Derek Carr is and a good one too. You know, I Derek Carr's not a bad quarterback. He's really not. So this might be a possibility. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a free agent. Lamar Jackson literally could go anywhere. You know, and I don't think Baltimore lets him go, but he can literally go anywhere, and it'll be interesting to see. But I have Baltimore signing him back. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, I've heard a lot of talks of maybe back with New England, but again, like New England, we saw promising signs from Bailey Zappi. We started to—well, we saw promising, you know, signs from Mac Jones last year. Struggled a little bit this year. But even—I think he finished strong. So, that's where, you know, New England—we're talking about Tom Brady. We're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo now. You know, you bring in Tom Brady, it's understandable. Because then you could just bring him in and just say, hey, listen— I want Mac Jones to be sitting behind Tom Brady for at least a year, and just learn, just learn. And you know Jimmy Garoppolo is a little different, because you're gonna get you're gonna have the contract. Um, and now it's like, you know, I I honestly think it's Mac Jones or somebody else. I think Bailey Zappi's trade bait. Maybe draft trade bait, whatever it is. We saw promising signs from Bailey Zappi. So I think at this point, Bailey Zappi can move on to, to be a backup somewhere else, but we'll see. But Jimmy Garoppolo is probably a good spot. Uh, you know, New England's probably a good spot for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo has no chance, honestly, because before this season, Trey Lance was the guy. And, you know, we only saw about two weeks or three weeks of, of him. So we really still don't know what we're going to get from Trey Lance. So it's going to be interesting when it comes to San Francisco. Well, you know, all right, what's Brock Purdy going to do in the playoffs here? It's literally like he's he's working with, you know, I, I mean, the, the, the pressure for Brock Purdy is literally invisible. There's no pressure. The defense is the best defense in the league. You weren't supposed to be in this spot. You brought this team to this point. Well, I mean, he didn't bring it, but he's at least managed his way. And, I mean, he's not even really managing the game because he's still putting up touchdowns. He's still putting up numbers. So, to me, like, this is, you know... Brock Purdy's just playing with house money. Hey, I win a Super Bowl? Fantastic. I'm the starter next year. I don't I, you know, one and done? Hey, I wasn't even supposed to be there. So it's it's house money for Brock Purdy. Yet I still like if I'm San Francisco, I don't know if I can move Away from Trey Lance still. Because we haven't seen enough from Trey Lance. Obviously we've seen a lot of Brock Purdy. And we'll see. What he can do in the playoffs. I still think they at least get past. You know game one. After that. That's you know. It's going to really be up to the defense. But yeah. I mean that's. Jimmy Garoppolo is done in San Francisco, so we could, we could say that handsomely. Sam Darnold. I think, you know, obviously Sam Darnold wasn't supposed to be the quarterback heading into the season. You know, they go for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield gets traded or it gets released and then ends up going to the Rams. Sam Darnold steps in. Carolina almost wins the division. I think with Matt Corral getting healthy in the offseason and coming in next year, I think it's Matt Corral's spot. I think it's his job, so I think Darnold moves on. Darnold could be a good spot for a team that needs a quarterback that that doesn't have a high draft pick. So, again, I think he's a guy that could just fit in, you know, maybe get you to the playoffs, the wild card, you know, but he's not not going to get you that far. So, you know, a backup spot possibly for a good team or, you know, a starting spot for a team that just doesn't have a hybrid draft pick or a, a first-round draft pick at all. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Daniel Jones, I don't think – I don't think that – The Giants can move away from Daniel Jones now, especially what he's done this year. And I've said over and over again, Daniel Jones has never been the issue for the Giants. I've always thought it was, you know, I always, honestly, I felt it was Saquon. They put all their eggs in Saquon's basket and he just constantly got hurt. This year he stayed healthy and actually played pretty well, helped that team make the playoffs. Daniel Jones has no weapons around him other than Saquon Barkley. I mean, his leading receiver is Richie James. Richie James. Darius Slayton is a very good wide receiver, but he's not a one, and right now, with the way that they're playing, he's a number one. He's not even a number two. He's a good slot wide receiver. So, Daniel Jones needs help, and I think the Giants need to get him that help. Therefore, I think Daniel Jones stays in in New York, or New Jersey, actually. Baker Mayfield. I mean, the Rams are in this unprecedented, you know, point in time, I want to say, because they're, they're a team that obviously won the Super Bowl last year, Comes into this year and absolutely imploded. They're a team that was built to win now. They did it. And now it's time to implode. And between the questions around Sean McVay. The questions around Matthew Stafford. uh, You know this team overall. What happens? I think Baker Mayfield stays with the Rams. I think he signs on you know because you don't really know what you're going to get from from Matthew Stafford does he come back does he not I, we don't know it sounds like right now that he's coming back but again i think baker mayfield i think he's a i think he's a backup quarterback i think that's what it comes down to and i think he needs to sign on with with the rams i think he started to play pretty well but it's just you know, the Rams are a team that they're. It's a it, it's scary with the Rams if you're a Rams fan. Geno Smith has to stay in Seattle. If you're Seattle and you let Geno Smith go, I I mean I don't know what else to tell you. The guy literally got you to the playoffs and he broke Russell Wilson's you know, passing, you know, it's like, why would you even move on from that? He totally uh, reconstructed his career. And now Geno Smith this year looked at, was looked at as like, wow, this, this guy's good. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's what you got to say when you talk about Geno Smith. He had a very, very good season. And I think that team's only going to get better. Kenneth Walker will have another year under his belt. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I mean, if he could get maybe one more weapon around him, that team is dangerous. You know, and just playing in that stadium just adds to it. So if Geno Smith could play like he played this year, I mean, sky's the limit for for Seattle. Now moving on to the head coaches. Now there's a couple of guys that I want to talk about: Sean Payton, Cliff Kingsbury, Sean McVay, Jim Harbaugh, and then maybe some mixed in here and there. Sean Payton. Now I'm going to say this right now. Sean Payton was on the Cowboys' head. Oh uh, well. Sean Payton was on the coaching staff for the Cowboys under Dave Campo. Jerry Jones really liked Sean Payton for the longest time. Um, Obviously, it was also under, I I believe he was under Bill Parcells as well. Um, It just came down to, you know, Sean Payton getting a better job. You know, at the time, you know, Jerry Jones did his thing with the head coaching, just making the wrong decision as well. Moved on from Sean Payton. Sean Payton went over to the New Orleans Saints and became one of the best head coaches in the league. Now he is a free agent. Jerry Jones has talked about bringing Sean Payton in for the longest time. He's been linked to the Cowboys for the longest time. This is one team that hasn't been talked about a lot lately in terms of Sean Payton. But there has been talks that if the Cowboys do not make a run in the playoffs, one, and two, if they do go one and done, McCarthy is done. Therefore, to me, you know, obviously they don't want to lose Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn has done... uh, and I can't even think of a word to describe what he's done to this defense the Cowboys for the longest time have not had good defenses we wasted the, the 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 great career of Tony Romo with not having a great defense finally they make a difference in defense and defense has made a difference for the Dallas Cowboys so to me obviously they don't want to lose Dan Quinn so Dan Quinn is a candidate if McCarthy does go. But honestly, if Sean Payton is there and Jerry Jones lets go of Mike McCarthy, that's who I'm picking to be number 1 on the list for the Dallas Cowboys. But there's, you know, other teams that are is looked at Uh, for Sean Payton, Denver is one of them. Denver, I I mean, to me, when you look at the Denver Broncos, I don't know what happened this year. Um, Because, honestly, Russell Wilson did not look good. He really didn't. Um, So, it's like, when you're looking at that, you got to think like, hey... Um, That's scary You spent all that money On Russell Wilson Now it's like Do you think Alright Is he gonna Get back to what he was Or was that it You know Do we have to accept This Russell Wilson Because it's not like They didn't have a good team you know, before Javante Williams got hurt, they were still bad. So now you think next year, Javante Williams, Jerry Judy. I mean, that team, you know, Russell Wilson, I mean, could be a dangerous team. And adding Sean Payton, yeah, it could. But it all comes down to if Russell Wilson can get back to what he was. But when it comes to. Um, you know, uh, Sean Payton, as I said, Cowboys are one of the teams, the Denver Broncos are one of the teams. And also it looks like the Cardinals could be one of those teams. It's, I mean, it's interesting. Cliff Kingsbury, another quarter, uh, another uh, head coach that, you know what? I, I like, I look at this guy and I think he could be a good head coach somewhere else um unfortunately one of the teams that you could put him with is the Houston Texans and i mean you go to the Houston Texans they they need a quarterback their team altogether i mean it's 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 a rebuilding team so do i think cliff kingsbury goes to a rebuilding team i don't know i think it's 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 more of a team for like Jonathan Gang Gannon, you know, uh, from the Eagles, or you know, one of these guys like, um, possibly D'Amico Ryan's, you know, something like that, like a, a first time head coach. I think that's a spot for that. Um, Sean McVay. I mean, that there's really no carousel when talking about Sean McVay because he's still under contract for the Rams. Uh, um, but. It's literally Rams or retirement. So there's really no carousel there. It's just the question around him. Jim Harbaugh. It sounds like if he gets an offer from an NFL team, he will take that offer. So that, you know, the Cardinals are a team to look at. Um, What else? You know, I mean, the Colts are a team to look at. Possibly the Rams. I, you know, it's 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 hard. I think Denver, Colts, and Cardinals are a team that you would look at for Jim Harbaugh. My honest opinion. I'm hoping that Kellen Moore takes a job. I I hope someone. You know what? Right here. Hey, any NFL team that needs a head coach, call Kellen Moore, please. I want him off of the Dallas Cowboys. For some odd reason we had to keep him around After getting rid of Jason Garrett Who made him the offensive coordinator And Still show signs of Jason Garrett We had Jason Garrett for 11 years Why keep a guy that's Basically Jason Garrett 2.0 It's time to move on Dak, Kellen Moore They're too close You know obviously being on the same team being teammates now ed like you know is coach and player it just doesn't work out and honestly i think eric b has to be in these con like these conversations as well eric b m b enemy what he's done with that chiefs offense i mean it's just it's unbelievable and I really do think he deserves a job. I'm not going to go out and say, like, the, it, there's a reason why or, you know, whatnot. But just, you know, th- that's a guy that needs to be looked at. And when moving on, we we should talk about um, the opponents for next year. So... This is the interesting thing So This last Um Couple of years The NFL has made The last game of the season A divisional game Now I Like I'm I'm looking at this And Maybe it's the 17th week But it does say 17th game So that leads me to think That We moved on from that Last game of the season Being A division game So the scheduling rotation this year, AFC East, will start off with the interconference is the or intra conference is the AFC West. So the AFC East is playing the AFC West, the interconference, conference, the AFC East is playing the NFC East, and then the 17th game. Oh, no, so it's not. All right, now I understand it. Now I get it. Okay. Scratch that whole uh, Divisional game for the last season uh, Last game of the season That is still on I get it now The 17 Because You're playing So you play The Your own Division Six times Okay so that's six games Then you play The other conference In Or the other division In your conference That's so say for the AFC East. So AFC East, you're playing each other six times. So that's six games. The AFC West now, that's four four games, so that's another that's 10. So altogether that's 10 games. Then you're playing the NFC East. That is four. That's 15. And then you add that 17. Oh, no, that doesn't make sense. I'm losing it here. I'm just going to go with that 17th game is the NFC South So AFC East is playing the AFC West The NFC East And the NFC South So they will play So like for example Buffalo Bills winning the division They would play the first place team In the AFC West And the Oh actually in the NFC South Really Yeah That's how that goes AFC North will be playing the AFC South, the NFC West and the NFC North. The AFC South will play the AFC North, the NFC South and the NFC West. The AFC West is playing the AFC East, the NFC North and the AFC East, uh, the NFC East. Uh, the NFC East now is playing the NFC West, the AFC East and the AFC West. The NFC North will play the NFC South, the AFC West and the AFC North NFC South will play NFC North, AFC South and the AFC East, and the NFC West will play the NFC East, the AFC North and the AFC South. Boom. How you like me now? There was a little struggle there, but we got through it. Um So before we get to the playoffs, okay? <laughs> I really want to talk about this cuz I like I've been seeing this a lot lately. And it's the whole thing about, you know, the the NFL being scripted. Everybody, oh, yeah, they're scripted. This was supposed to happen, blah, 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 blah. It's horseshit, to be totally honest with you. Because, I I mean, listen, okay, there's a lot of things that you're like, oh, all right, the the NFL definitely really wanted that to happen. They made it happen, blah, 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 blah. But let's talk about this, okay? Because we know Roger Goodell and the NFL only think about money. That's it. That, it, it. That's what it comes down to. They only think about money. They have literally set it up so the NFL is talked about at least every month of the year. I, I mean, literally. you. St- the season starts in September. Goes all the way to January through the playoffs, February you got the Super Bowl. April you got the draft. March you got the the combine. Then you go June, July you got the you know the OTAs, every, all that stuff. Okay? Then, you know, August we start talking about training camp. So literally, Roger Goodell has set it up so that the NFL is talked about at least every month of the year. He thinks about money. This is what we're talking about. When we're talking about money, we're talking about ratings. The NFL is so high in ratings. Kills every other thing in the United States. Any show, all that, whatever it is. Other sports, everything. Okay, so they came out with the regular season report this year. Okay, 185 million people plus watched NFL games during the 2022 regular season. 16.7 million average viewers per NFL game. That is TV and digital. 88 NFL games have ranked As 88 of the top 100 shows on TV in the 2022 calendar year. Okay? Now there's a team, if you wanted ratings. If it was so scripted. There's one team that you would want to win. That you would want at least in the Super Bowl. You want them playing as long as possible. You know what that team is? The aforementioned America's team. The Dallas Cowboys. You want to know why? Top five games watched this season, the 2022 season. Okay? We'll start at the bottom. That 40-3 to 3 game Dallas Cowboys, Minnesota, 40 to 3, still was watched by 27.7 million viewers. Okay? Week 16, Christmas Eve. Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, 27.8 million viewers. Week 10, Cowboys, Packers. Packers win in overtime. 29.2 million viewers. Number two was the Buffalo Bills-Detroit Lions game. Week 12, 31.9 million viewers, okay? And number one, that was also on Thanksgiving, by the way. Number one, the game right after that one, the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, week 12, Thanksgiving, 42.1 million viewers. Why the hell would the NFL not, if it was scripted, why would they not want the Dallas Cowboys to play as long as possible? Why would you not want that team to be in the Super Bowl? Because you know what? Listen, I, I've i always said it as a Dallas Cowboys fan, hey, it's America's team. You hear every Dallas Cowboy fan say, it's America's team. And then you hear every other team's fan say, how could they be America's team? You want to know why? Because they have the top five viewed games. Four of them are the Dallas Cowboys. Four of the top five. And I can guarantee you if we made this list longer, top 15, Cowboys would probably be at least top 10 of them. Okay? Scripted my ass. Okay? This is a team that you would want, if you were making money off of it, The Dallas Cowboys are America's team because, you know what? You either love them or you hate them. You love to watch them. And also the haters love to watch them lose. So it's, it's the best of both worlds. So if it was scripted, the Dallas Cowboys would be in the Super Bowl. And you know what? We haven't seen that since 95. So scripted? Nah. Stop it. Stop it. It's over. Enough with that crap. It just, like, it makes my blood boil for people to say, yeah, this, the NFL scripted. Stop. Okay? A lot of people were bringing it up now, like, this past week because of the whole DeMar Hamlin thing. And, you know, the, the Bills all of a sudden, you know, return a kick. To, to start the game and then ended up returning two kicks Listen, it was a storybook That was, like, that was unbelievable And we always talk about, you know If something bad happens to a team or something You know, just, it brings a team together It it helps, you know th- The thing is I, I saw someone put make a video eh, Yeah, it's scripted Watch all the team Like, these people don't know football And you know it, it just it's crazy altogether. You know you add the three years, the three months for the last time that uh, the bills are returned to kick. You know they returned the first kick, like all of that. It's crazy. Don't get me wrong; it's crazy, but it's awesome. It gives you goosebumps. That's the type of stuff that you know you're you're just like enamored by. the The other thing that you know, I just I don't even want to like. I really don't even want to talk about it on the podcast, but it just, you know, it, it gets me going because, you know, we'll sit here and, you know, and deservedly so, okay? What we saw on the field that, that night was scary as hell. Never seen a player have cardiac arrest on the field. Never seen a, a guy get CPR on the field. Yes, it was horrifying. You know, and everybody band together, praying for them, all that. But why do we ridicule guys that are worried about their health? Okay. And especially like even we we saw it with the Buffalo Bills. Cole Beasley did not want to take the vaccine. Worried about his own health. Yet we ridiculed him. And there's potential. Because, hey, Damar Hamlin, 24 years old, 24 years old, no prior heart issue. And it didn't seem like there was any other issue going on with him. 24-year-olds, they they don't have cardiac arrest, okay? So, we ridicule a guy that doesn't want to take the vaccine because he's worried about his health. Then, we sit here and we pray for a guy that could potentially have had been injured with the life on his line uh, on the line possibly from the vaccine and we're sitting here praying for him this when that probably didn't have to happen or wasn't going to happen if he didn't take the vaccine so it's just Altogether, I, like, it's just something that I didn't really want to get into on, on but it, it just, it, like, it makes you think. Like, all right, w- like, why is it, okay, one way, not the other where and, and it's just, we have to really start, you know, waking up. We really do. But that's not here nor there, okay, that's, you know, whatever, I don't want to get into politics. Um, I thought it was interesting with... You know, first of all, betting has become a huge thing in sports lately. I mean, it always has been, but since they legalized it, it's been a big thing. It's been a huge thing. We talk about it all the time. You know, it's 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 basically the biggest thing in in sports now. So we have Bernie Kosar. I mean, arguably the best quarterback the Browns ever had. Host or I I think he hosts a show, a radio show. And he was fired this past week. Because he made a bet for nineteen thousand dollars that the Browns would beat the Steelers in that last game. <clears throat> but the the NFL stepped in and told the Browns that they have to fire him. This is what like it just it's crazy to me because it's like all right well he yes he works for the team as a radio host but he doesn't actually he has no bearing on that game I I understand with with coaches I understand the whole thing with Miles Austin and the Jets that's that's you know there is a firsthand you know possibility of changing the trajectory of a game. Yes, I understand that. But Bernie Kosar is just a radio host now. He's a, you know, an NFL legend radio host for a team, and he placed a bet. You're going to tell me that none of the, like, I mean, look at Pat McAfee. You're going to tell me he doesn't place bets? He's literally sponsored by FanDuel. And I understand, yes, he, you know, I guess Bernie Kosar is hired by the Cleveland Browns, but the NFL coming in and saying, you have to fire him because he placed a bet. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's that's really ridiculous, to me. But that's just that was just an interesting uh, thing that I saw, uh, recently this week. <clears throat> um, draft picks. As I said, the the drafts was set from picks one to eighteen. We have Bears the the first pick, Texans two, Cardinals three, Colts four. Seahawks 5, uh, they got that pick from Denver Lions 6, got that pick from the Rams Raiders 7, Falcons 8, Panthers 9 Eagles 10, got that pick from the Saints The Titans 11, Texans 12, got that from the Browns The Jets 13, Patriots 14, Packers 15 Commanders 16, Steelers 17, and the Lions 18 So now uh, quickly to get through this spot here Uh, The Bears, their needs, edge rusher, defensive line, wide receiver, offensive tackles, inside offensive line, linebackers, running back. They need a lot. Texans, they need a quarterback, wide receiver, edge rusher, uh, defensive line, offensive tackle, inside offensive line, and a cornerback. Cardinals, they're a team that needs a cornerback, edge rusher, defensive line, Offensive tackle, running back Guards, possibly a center And a wide receiver Um, The Seahawks Will end up needing Actually, no, well the Cardinals As I said, the Colts It's actually great that The Seahawks made the playoffs And they still have a top 5 pick That's insane Uh, Houston, they need Um we did that. Cardinals. We did that. The Colts. We, they need a quarterback, offensive tackle, cornerback, wide receiver, interior offensive lineman, uh, edge rusher, and a safety. Lions, Seahawks. Where we got the Seahawks? Seahawks, there needs edge rusher, defensive lineman, cornerback, linebacker. They, they need a lot of work on uh the the defensive side of the ball. The Lions. Just missed the playoffs, too, and they got a top six pick. Cornerback, quarterback, which, I I mean, I think Jared Goff played actually really well this year. Um, Maybe just because he's getting older they need a quarterback, but, you know. Defensive line, edge rusher, linebacker, safety, tight end. Obviously getting rid of TJ Hawkinson, which was weird to me. Uh, Raiders, edge rusher. A lot of people need their edge rusher, offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, quarterback. Interior offensive line and linebacker The fact that we're putting Quarterback at like the number five Necessity for Las Vegas That means they believe that They're going to get a quarterback in Free agency Um, So that uh, you know I'm not going to go through all of uh, The needs But yeah that's you know It's going to be interesting to see because Chicago has that number one pick Do they take Bryce Young you know, and then if that's the case, what do you do with Justin Fields? So, and if not, then there's a possibility that of, you know, trading out of it. Uh, Houston, Houston needs a lot of help altogether. Head coach, team, you know, all that. So, they will definitely draft a quarterback. Um, it's just depending on what the Bears do and what will happen with that. So, that's that's all, you know, pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so we go we go on to the playoffs here. <clears throat> first game, we have um I actually believe the Seattle Seattle games first. So to me, I think this is a game that San Francisco that you know, San Francisco's playing home. Brock Purdy's been playing pretty well. Their defense is just I think their defense is gonna do enough to basically suffocate the Seattle Seahawks The only thing that You know I look at Is just Their division rivals I like I really You know It's going to be A fun game But they They This is A toss up When two Division Teams Play each other In the playoffs It's a toss up Because you're playing That team for the third time That season You know that team Very well You know their weaknesses You know their strengths you know, their plays. I mean, that's just, it's going to be interesting to see Brock Purdy in terms of the hobby is literally the pricing for him is out of this world. He's literally more money than Trevor Lawrence. He's more money than, you know, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, you know, all these guys at the top, you know, it's just, it's insane to me. You know, he's, outperforming you know Josh Allen Justin Herbert all and price Brock Purdy but also Brock Purdy's bringing the 2022s all these boxes coming out he's bringing them back up you know the mosaic and you know these prices have gone up because of that you know we walked into this you know <clears throat> to this year in terms of hobby and compared to the last three years I mean it was looked at as a weak Class So the fact that Brock Purdy's playing The way he is um, You know it's just it, it's crazy to me um, <clears throat> So it's To me this this Game is a San Francisco game I think it'll be a closer game um, But I think just because of the San Francisco's defense I think they Really uh, suffocate Seattle Seattle makes a little Run but I think San Francisco Wins this game And I think Brock Purdy I, I don't know if his Pricing goes up though That's the crazy thing Because he's so high But there's a possibility We have uh The Chargers At the Jaguars Jaguars have a home game So this is This is where it gets interesting The Chargers have been Inconsistent all year They have In terms of the hobby Trevor Lawrence 2021 Prism Silver Raw from the bye week, this is where he went on a run. From the bye week, which was November 27th, he sold for thirty dollars, and most recently sold for 172 dollars on January 9th, and went as high as 213 dollars on January 3rd. His silver prism PSA 10 sold for 2,000 on November 30th after the bye week. And recently sold the day after Christmas for twenty five hundred dollars, and that's a pop of thirty five. So his pricing has gone up uh, in everything since the bye week. Um, Justin Herbert two thousand twenty was the highest. You know his Silver Prism raw was the highest in the off season, which is crazy to see. You know, that's not something that you usually see But you can tell by his pricing on how he's played this year He hasn't played great, but he's been good You know, obviously the Chargers made the playoffs But Silver Prism, raw, from the beginning of the season September 10th, sold for $450 Again, he sold twice in the offseason for $750 His highest this year He sold for $450 on September 10th right around the beginning of the season, the first week, and recently sold on January 8th for 240 and has been on a gradual decline all season. His Silver Prism PSA 10 sold on September 8th, which was week one, the first game of the season, for $2,800 and recently sold on the 29th of December for $1,600. So it's obviously, as I said, he's been a gradual decline all season. Um. So there's that in terms of the hobby, in terms of this game, Saturday's game. Uh, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited for this one, and I'm glad that it's the night game. I'm excited. I have, I have loved what I've seen from Trevor Lawrence all season long. You know, he struggled. He's shown signs how great he's going to be. And then, you know, towards the end of this season, he's just – Kicked it up a notch And I'm Excited for the Jaguars I think the Jaguars Could add even more This offseason And I think this team Could be even more Dangerous of a team The more Trevor Lawrence Plays In this league The better he's gonna get And This guy Is going to be A top five quarterback For the time Being For the rest of his career I believe uh, I think I think Listen, this could be a uh, like a coming out party for for Justin Herbert uh for uh Trevor Lawrence to win this against Justin Herbert who going into the year prior he was that 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 guy, you know. Um so to me I think Justin Herbert has the better team. Um it's it's literally this game is going to come down to quarterback play. Who plays better? Who outplays who? And there is a chance that Trevor Lawrence wins this game. And you know what? I'm going to come out and say, home, Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars beat the Chargers. I'm saying it now. Um, <clears throat> Moving on to Sunday's games. Miami at Buffalo. T- no Tua. Skylar uh, Thompson is playing. Tua has been a gradual... Decline in pricing as well As I've always You know as I've basically Basically everybody Everybody's been on a decline From the beginning of the season To the end of the season Trevor Lawrence is a uh, You know Exception to that Tua Before I get into the The gameplay Tua Silver Prism Raw Sold on September 8th Week 1 For $90 He recently sold For the uh, On January 8th for $46. That's a difference. Silver Prism PSA 10 sold on the 9th of September for $606 and recently sold on January ooh January 9th for $376. That's a pop of 153. Um also in this game, you know, uh, hobby guy Josh Allen 2018 base prism I couldn't find any silvers, you know, silver pricing raw for him. So, I I mean, I probably could have did an even deeper dive. But, you know, I have to look into when silver uh, prism became a big thing. But uh, sold on September 8th for $194 and recently sold on January 10th for $109. Now, his silver prism PSA 10 sold on September 7th. For ten thousand four hundred and fifty dollars, and recently sold on October, which is crazy that the last time his um, PSA ten silver prism sold was in October, and it was October thirty first for seven thousand five hundred and eighty. There is a population of twenty six, so there's not a lot. Um, but the fact that it, you know from September. To October, dropped three grand. That's that's crazy. Also, Stefan Diggs, 2015 base prism PSA 10, sold on September 9th for 93.50, and recently sold for 54 on uh, January 9th. His silver prism PSA 10 sold on September 8th for 350, and recently sold on December 22nd for 162 dollars his pop is a 46. So again, as I said, this the pricing has gone down on almost everybody. In terms of the game, no Tua. Skylar Thompson will play, so that means there's no Teddy Bridgewater. This says blowout all over it. I know that they are division rivals and that obviously changes what I said before, but this is a different story. Um you know, Skylar Thompson's not Brock Purdy and The Miami defense is not the San Francisco 49ers defense. So, I believe Buffalo blows out Miami here. Giants at Minnesota. This is probably one of the most interesting games, I guess. Uh, First off, fun fact, every single one of these matchups in the wild card round, Are rematches from a regular season game So that's interesting In terms of the hobby Justin Jefferson 2020 Silver Prism Raw Sold on September 8th for $58 And recently sold on January 10th for $89 So he went up His Silver Prism PSA 10 sold on September 8th for $635 And recently sold on December 29th For $634. So he went down a dollar. That's... I mean, he stayed flat the whole time. Pop was a 46. So it's still low. It's still pretty low. Um, And he stayed around the same. Actually, was it... Am I right? No, Pop was 81. So, uh, you know, it's still low. Uh, Daniel Jones, base PSA 10, Prism. Sold on September 8th for $37. Recently sold... On January tenth, for thirty dollars, pop was twenty six hundred. So this is where population comes into play. If you don't know what I'm really talking about in terms of pop, um, <clears throat> pop has played a big role in pricing lately. So that's you know why I'm I'm bringing this up in terms of pricing. His two thousand nineteen silver prism PSA ten sold on. August twenty eighth for two hundred and twelve dollars and recently sold on January tenth for one hundred and sixty five dollars. Pop is a hundred and eighty five. Saquon Barkley two hundred uh two thousand eighteen silver raw sold on September tenth for one hundred and seven dollars and recently sold for fifty two dollars on December seventh. PSA ten of his silver sold on. January and like this is that's how long of a, a you know jump he had uh in terms of this card the last uh, the first well it sold on january 25th 2022 for 775 dollars and most recently sold on October 26th for thir- 375 dollars pop is 70. So I think people are kind of waiting on, on, you know, Saquon to really explode here. But, um, you know, obviously with his injuries, you know, people were holding, you know, they didn't, they were really unsure, but he played the whole season. So that's, that's a good sign in terms of people that are holding on uh, Saquon Barkley. In terms of this game, we all know the struggles of Minnesota against not only good teams, but in big games. I think in terms of the playoffs. Just being home in Minnesota. It's going to be loud. With the weapons that the the Vikings have. It, like To me it's just very hard to believe that they lose this game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it might even be a field goal type of game. But I do see Minnesota winning this game. Next up, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Baltimore may not have Lamar Jackson. If that's the case, Cincinnati wins this game very easily. Lamar Jackson plays in this game. It's going to be interesting. And if they knock off Cincinnati, that's going to, like, throw everybody off because people are talking about Cincinnati being a Super Bowl team. Lamar Jackson, 2018, base PSA 10. Sold on September 6th for $388. Recently sold on December 23rd for $144. His 2018 Silver Prism PSA 10 sold on March 10th for $5,500. Most recently sold on December 5th for $2,354. His is a pop of 28. So relatively low on Lamar. Uh, Joe Burrow 2020 silver raw sold on September 8th for $256 most recently sold on January 8th for $330 and his silver PSA 10 sold on uh, September 8th for 1875 and recently sold on January 10th for $2,100 a pop of 198 so he went up in his silver pricing Um. In terms of this game, I think it really all depends on uh, Lamar Jackson, but I think altogether, Lamar Jackson's been out for a little while. I think it's hard for him to come in now at a, a, on a playoff game against a very tough team in Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati wins this game pretty easily, to be totally honest with you. Joe Burrow continues his run. I think it's going to be a, a collision course for Cincinnati and Buffalo or Kansas City some you know whatever it is. Uh moving on Dallas for the last game Dallas at Tampa Bay Tom Brady 2000 Bowman base PSA 10 sold on September 12th for 8700 and most recently sold for uh sold on January 8th for 6000. It's a pop of 1300 his 2000 Bowman base raw sold on September 10th for 13.50 and recently sold on January uh s- blah, 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 December 12th for 1200. Dak Prescott silver raw sold on September 4th for $100.75 and recently sold on January 7th for $67. Silver Prism raw uh Silver Prism PSA 10 uh sold on September eighth for three hundred and thirty eight dollars and recently sold on January tenth for two hundred and sixteen dollars. Pop is thirteen seventy five. And then uh, another player uh, to look at CD Lamb 2020 Prism base sold on September eighth for a dollar and recently sold on January January tenth for four ninety nine and his base Prism PSA ten sold on September eighth for forty six dollars and recently sold, uh, on January sixth for fifty four dollars. So he's gone up, pop five hundred and ninety five. So yeah, he's gone up. But you know, altogether again, pricing has been down. It's it's at different times in terms of the hobby. But uh, I will not pick this team. I'm not. I just. I'm. I, I'm not picking this game. I'm. I meant, but um, it's gonna be a good one. Listen. Tom Brady is 7-0 against the Dallas Cowboys in his career. Tom Brady is 2-0 against the Dallas Cowboys as a Buccaneer. Played game one last year, played game one this year. Dak Prescott did not play well in week one. And I can honestly say week one and week 18, two of the worst games I've ever seen Dak Prescott play. Okay, when we're talking about Dak Prescott now, uh, and I want to just bring this up because everybody's just like really killing this guy this year. Okay, in terms of Dak Prescott stats, okay, between Josh Allen and Dak Prescott this year, yards per game, Dak leads. Yards per attempt, Dak leads. Touchdown percentage, Dak leads. QBR, Dak leads. Completion percentage. Dak leads. Interception-worthy throws. Josh Allen, 20. Dak Prescott, 16. I understand. Yes. Okay? Dak Prescott missed five games. Yes, I understand that. Threw 15 interceptions. Yes, I understand that. Led the league or tied for the lead in interceptions. I understand that. Okay? But this is where people don't... This is where you hear people talk. Without watching every game. Okay. Seven. And this is pro football focus. Has come up with these numbers. Seven of Dak Prescott's 15 picks. Weren't deemed his fault. And because of that. Percentage wise. Interception percentage. Drops. To 2.03%. That puts him just behind. Patrick Mahomes. 1.9%. And. And. Just above Joe Burrow, well, yeah, still behind, or just above Joe Burrow and Tua at 2%. His touchdown percentage is 4th at 5.8%, and that's just behind Josh Allen, 6.17%, Tua, 6.25%, and Patrick Mahomes at six percent 33%. three percent Dak Prescott in every stat is top five. Dak Prescott since returning has put the Dallas Cowboys offense as the highest scoring offense since he returned. So, listen, I get it. People hate the Dallas Cowboys, and that's why I said they're America's team. You either love them or you hate them. And if you hate them, you love to watch them lose. So you're going to watch. People tune into the Dallas Cowboys, but they pick and choose what they want to talk about. And when something happens bad, they make it a big thing. And then people make stupid comments. Dak Prescott is a top seven quarterback in this league. And I would love, I would love for somebody to come onto this show and I want to have a conversation. Okay. And I want to bring up players, quarterbacks that you would take over Dak Prescott. Because honestly, there's not a lot. There's not a lot for me. So it's just, it's crazy to me And you know what This It's it's a good test It's a good spot It's a good time For Dak Prescott to step up And really Shove his foot down All the haters throats It's going to be a fun game Monday night It's, it's going to be interesting uh, Now before we get out of here I want to just get into release week We got January 13th. All of these boxes are coming out January 13th. We'll start off with 2022 Panini Spectra football uh, is starting out at 875. Actually, when I first looked this up a couple of days ago, that was at 899. So the fact that it's gone down already and it hasn't even, you know, come out, that's, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, Spectra, you will, in this box, you'll get... Four cards per pack. You'll get four packs per box. In the case, you'll get eight boxes. In the box break, we'll get four autographs, four memorabilia cards, seven base pa- or parallels, and one insert. Uh, in this box, you're looking for Interstellar, Astral, and Universal Parallels across the whole program. Um, new, you have Rookie Spectrus, wavelength and spectraverse and then also you have the popular on card autograph sets like championship uh champion signatures illustrious legends sky high signatures and brand new full spectrum autographs there's uh these these cards you know I, I kind of like I I actually really like spectra but it is a lot of money uh and for $875 this is this is a break Product like you just you're gonna have to Get into breaks for this one you don't really Want to dome one of these Uh, Next up We got panini mosaic no Huddle so in this one You'll get 12 cards per Pack 12 packs per box 20 boxes per case so you're getting A lot of cards in this one one No huddle exclusive autograph three Silver parallels 10 no huddle Parallels five inserts And one rookie variation no huddle You'll have um, Men of Mystery, Stairmasters, Blue Chips, Introductions and Montage, Um, the SPs, Busted, Storm Chasers, Razzle Dazzle, Glass Mosaic, Um, again, exclusive no-huddle parallels. Uh, Rookie variations are are in every no-huddle box. Um, And then you're obviously looking for the new rookies, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Drake London, Garrett Wilson and many more. I don't think Brock Purdy has an autograph in this one. He might have a a, a a labeled autograph, like a um a sticker autograph, but doesn't seem to have an RPA in this one. I believe, or if there's any RPAs. Um, so there's that. That pricing is going to be three fifty. The next up we have Leaf Draft Football, um, hobby. Uh, hobby blaster this one's gonna be at thirty dollars so this is obviously affordable for everybody leaf draft is is okay i think this is the ones that you find in um i want to say they're the ones that you find in Walmart but you never know uh this will feature 110 card set per box two autographs per for uh per box so that's that uh that's at thirty dollars as i said now, the last one, which I'm kind of interested because this looks like a, I have to really look into it more, but it, I think this is the first time this product has come out. Wildcard has just come out with Auto Mania. This pricing is $140. And honestly, I'm thinking of buying one. And if I do, I will have a I will have a video out on socials. So this one, okay, you're, You're getting in this product. It's a limited production. There's only 400 cases. Each box is numbered. There's eight autographs per box. There's one magnetic case. (coughs) Number 10 or less. There's seven snap cases. And there's a 100 player checklist. Um, And now this is the interesting. they, they, They have in the sell sheet. They have the actual checklist here. So most of this is college, the pros that they have in this game. and, and obviously this is a um, this is a box, this, this is a, a product that is not licensed. So obviously there's no team name uh, team logos and whatnot, but they're in their pro uniforms. So the pro uniform players. Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, Bailey Zappi, Brees Hall, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has cards in this. Uh, you know, obviously it's an autograph. Brees, uh, Brock Purdy, Derek Stingley, Desmond Ritter, Evan Neal, Garrett Wilson, Isaiah Likely, Jahan Dotson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Ken, Kenneth Walker, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Romeo Dubs, Sam Howell, Trayvon Walker, and Tyler Algerier. So, and then the rest are all college. So that's, you're getting eight cards in this, you know, in this box, all autographs. So, hey, listen, this is for $140. It may be worth it. You get a Brock Purdy. I I just looked at some of the pricing on eBay, Brock. I I mean, in an auction is already up at 225. I guess that this is, you know, the pre-sale, you know, whoever got in the box, you know, prior to it you know, being released, but I saw, you know, a buy now by, uh, of 635 on Brock Purdy, you know, one out of 10, like, you know, out of 10. So that's one of the, the, uh, magnetic cases. So I might just get this and, you know, wild Card has some pretty cool looking cards that, um, they have like a, it's like a matte kind of look to it. So they're actually pretty nice. These are these are nice looking cards. I'm looking at them right now. There, uh, There's nine diamond parallel colors. So you have a red, blue, green, orange, purple, gold, platinum, black, and rainbow. Um, and then there's also square parallels, and those are nine colors as well, the same colors. Uh, and then they have triangle, all the same colors. So it looks like a pretty cool product, and it's affordable. So if you like, uh, you know, collecting this type of stuff, you know, it does suck that it's uh, non-licensed. And, I mean, honestly, if it was licensed and you had it like that, I mean, that's those, those they would be going for big money. But changed up uh, the intro. Hope you guys like it. New year, new intro. Let's get it. But that will do it. Wild Card Weekend. Let's get it, baby. It's going to be fun. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, just pray that I enjoy it, okay? And I don't want to come on here next week and be upset so that will do it i'm jerry be breezy be breezy you've been listening to running up the score we run up the score on sports radio